Well, awesome. Um, it's really good to catch up with you a little bit. This is yeah. this is really fun. We talked over the summer. Um, I think it was uh, late July when your episode came out, episode 28, for people that haven't heard it. And one of the things that we talked about towards the end of our conversation was we were getting into some of your specific uh, hurdles and, you know, your own mindfulness practices as it relates to performance climbing. And you were telling me a story about a route called Joe Sixpack in <laughs> the Virgin River Gorge and how it was a route that you had tried the previous winter quite a lot and it had pushed you around quite a lot. Um, my understanding is that it's it's basically, it's a 13A and it's basically split up as two 12Cs with a break in between kind of stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember you describing, I actually just listened to it again today. I remember that you were describing that you associated the upper half of the route as the scary part of the route. Like that's the mm-hmm. space that it filled in your mind. And uh, you had decided to walk away from that route for the season. And you were kind of excited about a round two this coming winter. And I thought I would start by reading an Instagram post from you. this is from december 7th 2020 from your gratitude journal and it says today i'm grateful for rock climbing and all it has taught me about the joy in the face of challenge for the awareness to savor my abilities even when the outcome doesn't work out as planned and i'm very very grateful for my right bicep that though tired got me to the good holds so i could finally tick off my old friend joe six pack Mm -hmm. joe you're one rowdy son of a bitch (laughs) Just kidding. I'm sure your mom was a great lady. So fantastic. I was really excited to stumble into that. And congratulations on what I know is a a pretty stubborn project. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I would love to hear about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It was such a, I, I felt really grateful to be able to come back to it and to have done some training. Like I think, I don't know if, I think I mentioned this in an interview, like part of it was like, well, I have to train if I want to do this thing and it's important to me. So yeah, grateful that I had the space and the wherewithal to, to set myself up to then like kind of settle in and, um, what yeah, did that I, What did that look like your preparation? Because you've been living in a, like a camper, um, mm-hmm. at least for, for much of the last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were yeah. you able to do any training going into the season? Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was in Salt Lake and, um, you know, a lot of our last conversation was about kind of cycling through priorities and when is this the time for this or, you know, when is it the time for training? When is it time for sending? When is it tra- the time for family, et cetera. And, I kind of organized things so that I could be in Salt Lake, have access to the gym and really dig into training. So I spent um, like a month, six weeks training. Then I went to rifle for a few weeks, came back, did a little bit more training and then like hit the road. And yeah, so that, so that, that training was, you know, gym based and lots of hangboarding. And honestly, how my experience of training is that at First, a lot of it is is about recruitment and it's just like getting getting my muscles to believe in themselves again, sort of. And, and um, like the strength is there, you just have to learn exactly. how to tap into it. Sure, sure. Okay. And like like what kind of teaching or or reinitiating the muscle to its maximal 
capacity and then and then like increasing that maximal capacity because uh, definitely I had gains in strength and I think at first it was just like how do I bear down on the hangboard with you know no weight how do I ba- bear down with five extra pounds or whatever and then just going up from there and um so yeah I I definitely built strength in that time but the first I think I don't at least this is my experience. And I wonder how you feel about gym, like starting a training cycle. I'd be really curious um, how other pe- people experience it, experience this. But I feel like at first it's just like just chipping away the whatever, uh, like the crustiness or something to just like get back into training. <laughs> oh, get yeah. Back into the work, get back into the like gym climbing to me is is so different than outside climbing. And, uh, it's hard, it's way harder for me. So uh, like a lot of it was just getting back into climbing more powerfully. Yeah. What's your experience like when you get back into a training cycle? Oh yeah. I I feel like there's a two or three week period, whatever I'm doing, whenever I'm switching modes, I guess, either from, Mm -hmm. you know, training to climbing or climbing back to training, there's like a two or three week period of like brushing off the cobwebs. (laughs) And I think I'm learning more and more how to make better use of that because I think at least with training, like one of my pitfalls over the years has been to want to jump right back in where I left off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of learning that that's not really a sustainable practice. So right. I think it helps mentally, physiologically, you know, across the board. I think it really helps to take a few steps back from where you left off and kind of ramp back in. And that can work really well as that kind of brushing the cobwebs off or, Mm -hmm. you know, getting the crust off or whatever Whatever you want to, however you want to describe it. Um, But yeah, there's, there is always a transition, but another thing I've changed too is my training and climbing used to be a lot more binary. Hmm. Like I'm going to train all summer and then I'm going to climb all fall. Mm -hmm. And I've moved towards really trying to keep, training is more of a supplement right? and making sure that it's, you know, a small piece of a larger picture that includes a lot more climbing. And then when I'm climbing, most of the time I'm trying to do a little bit more maintenance. So that transition period isn't quite as severe and significant and you, you don't backslide as much when you're trying yeah. to apply your strength to climbing. So, right. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, that was something I was, was aware of transitioning into from that training cycle and feeling pretty strong, also ready to like get back on my feet and get more into some more movement, but of like, of what are some ways that I might need to sustain some of the extra strength? Cause just climbing outside, you'll often, like you're saying, like get, you'll get weaker. Um, for yeah. Most especially if you're mostly doing like endurance sport climbing, something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, like what what will it, what, what do I need to be aware of? What can I integrate? What could that look like for me to stay fit and strong um, and powerful while I'm climbing outside and while I'm inspired to climb outside? Because um, there are sometimes when I'm, when I'm not that inspired to climb outside, like I'd rather there's something in the future that I want to work on. Like this is something I was processing just a few days ago. It was like, well, there's something I'm I'm inspired to do outside, but I'm not probably ready for it yet. So I'm inspired to train. I'm inspired to, um, to like dig deep and get a little bit stronger and doing that in a way that I'm still getting outside, you know, that I'm kind of integrating both of them so that the transition isn't as 
stark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Can you describe Joe Sixpack for people that haven't climbed at the VRG? <sighs> yeah. Um, well, for one thing, it's surrounded by traffic noise and exhaust fumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right off the highway. Right off the highway. I brought some people. That... Hey, friends. I hope you enjoyed that teaser of this week's follow-up. If you want full access to follow-ups, you can sign up for $5 a month on Patreon at patreon.com slash thenuggetclimbing. Or you can go to thenuggetclimbing.com and click on the support the podcast button at the top. If you're on your smartphone, just tap those two little lines at the top of the page and you'll see the button in the drop-down menu. $5 per month gets you access to all follow-up calls, past and future, as long as you are a member. You'll have access to all of them. As you just heard in the teaser, I've been recording some follow-up conversations with past guests on the show to talk about what they've been up to lately and to go even further into the weeds on a specific topic than we typically would on the podcast. Follow-ups are 20 to 30 minutes in length, occasionally longer, and I will be releasing one every other week to make sure I always have plenty of podcast guests to follow up with. If you sign up for follow-up calls, what you are really doing is supporting the regular podcast and helping me continue to chase down interesting guests so I can pick their brains and bring you new nuggets every week. And by signing up on Patreon, you get some bonus content to look forward to as well. In addition to getting access to follow-ups, I will also let you know who's coming up on the show, and you can submit patron questions for upcoming guests, as you have undoubtedly heard in other episodes of the podcast. Five bucks per month. Think of it as buying me a beer at the local brewery after a long day of climbing. Whether or not you choose to sign up, thank you for listening, and feel free to share the podcast with your friends or leave a rating on your listening app. It truly helps. And I appreciate you for tuning in. I am very grateful for you guys. Much love to you all. We'll see you next time. Like we do it.